week, God, as we're, we are growing and we are building, Father God, as last week we, we learned some things, Lord God, about how we do change, how we do step forward, Father, but God, how God, that, that it doesn't matter who we are that worships, which is crazy, God. It doesn't matter if we're uh, Billy Graham or Slim Shady, God, as long as we are doing it from our heart and that we are saved, Father God, that is what matters most, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that we will be able to stay with confidence unto you, God, that we will continue to worship you in everything that we do, God. God, that this summer from Klein to events to changing this room to everything that we do, God, it's not about the things that we do or this room or the lights or not even the people or the chairs in this room, but the key thing is, is to glorify you, Father. God, to glorify you and to save people, Father. God, and we want to grow you, or we want to grow closer to you and grow, raise up other Christians, Father, and other people to serve you to the fullness, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that we will be able to step up to that level, God, and be able to develop in who you have called us to be, God, so that when we go to, to school this this end of the summer, Father God, this year as we go into September, Father, that God, that we can totally be led by you, God, that we can totally be led by you, God, that we can totally be directed and guided by you in everything that we do, God, because Lord, you are our King, and Lord, you are our Savior, God, and as we try to close out, maybe tonight, it's probably cross over to 18th, but however it works, God, however you lead, Father, you are speaking tonight, God about changing, about how we're changing, how we're evolving, and all of these lovely things, Father, as we grow and we get older, Father, God, spiritually and physically, Father. Have your way tonight, Lord. Let us be zoomed in and just focus upon your word tonight because, Lord, you are our King and Savior. In 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13, he says, you can lose the music. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptation in your life are no different than from, other, from what others are experiencing. And God is faithful, and he will not allow the temptation to be more than can, you, can, you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. And I don't want to hit this real long because I know I've talked about this before, but but when we are walking in our life and we are tempted, you know, I, I've said it before where we, you know, you are tempted and, you know, you know, you can handle it and all of those things. We hear all that time, all the time. Well, you won't ever face anything you can't handle. Well, that's true to a point. But the true point is, is if you're walking in a trueness with God, Melanie, if you're walking truly with God and you give it to him, he will let an outlet for you to, get, to go around the situation in your life or go through it through him because you are focused on him. So yes, in theory, yes, he does give you the option that as we're, you know, we're going through temptation, that yes, we can make it through it, but it's not always that we can make it through it because we can't do it on our own, but he says through who? Through him, right? Because God is faithful. He will not allow this temptation to be more than you can stand, but that's only through God. That is only through him that we can do that, Carly. That's the only way that we can step up. That's the only way that we can go there. You know, today's pressure, you know, it makes it easy to ignore and forget the lessons of the past. If, how many of you guys know the children of Israel? If, if you looked at their lives, it's crazy. I mean, they're, they're, in, um, they're in prison as slaves for, what, like 400 years? Of course, they were prophesied over and said that they would be released, but it took 400 years for that to happen. And then actually Moses came in, right? And Moses was part of Pharaoh's team and things like that. And he decided, he realized that he was not doing what God has called him to do. 
Obviously, he sinned and did some things, whatever. He got right, God spoke to him, and God directed him. Obviously, he had to be willing to listen, and he had to be willing to obey. But through that situation, you know, we see right here, actually, 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13. And uh, with this, actually, you know, it, it's easy, you know, to see the children of Israel, you know, how they go through, you know, they're, they're good, and then they fall, and they're faithful, and then they get, they get distracted again. And it's kind of like, honestly, it's like our daily life, our weekly walk. Anybody? You know, and so, so when I look at the children of Israel, I think they're idiots. I think they're stupid because it's like, dude, can't you understand? Like, I mean, can't you just... Can't you understand? You've seen the waters part. You've seen, you know, people be healed. You've seen manna fall from heaven. You've seen the dew to be able to drink. You've seen water come out of rocks. You've seen, you know, Pharaoh's army get, get, you know, washed over with the very water that you were able to walk through on. I mean, how can you not get that God is God and that he's led you here? Right? I'm like, you guys are stupid. I mean, they're not ignorant because they do know, Right? They've seen it, they've seen it, they felt it, they felt God's presence, but what happens? They lose focus, they, they change. So, so even though God has changed them into Christians and, you know, developed them and released them, they've seen that at the, the time of temptation and times that they've actually not stayed focused on what has led them out of, out of Egypt, that they're going to the promised land. But they got distracted. They got distracted even though they were one way, one time. But as people, they what? They changed, right? They struggled. They changed. They evolved. And as they went the day-to-day -day life, they struggled some. But it's, it's easy today to understand, you know, we can honestly, the book or the Bible as a book, you know, I mean, we can see almost every situation that happens in our own life happens somewhere in here, right? I mean, from family members dying to, you know, to uh, adultery, to fornication, to homosexuality, to um, money issues, to not having enough food, to not having enough water, to not having life, to not having breath, to not being able to walk, to, to I mean, really, honestly, every situation that we deal with today. And really, God has given us such an awesome tool to walk in that. Anybody hear this? An awesome tool that we can, we can grow in and we can look at the past and be able to grow from it. What's the point of learning history? Nobody can tell me. To, to what? To know where we came from and Nikki? And to learn from it. So quite frankly, I don't want to go back to, you know, 1800 B.C. when, you know, the Egyptians were building pyramids. Obviously, it would be cool, and I'd like to go back for like a day or two to just see how it was. But I don't want to do that. I don't even know if they were around in that date, but I just saw a date. But that's all right. But I don't, I don't want to go back in time. I can look back, and I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I want to go visit there. I want to visit the world and see all the history and things like that because I think it's incredible that this thing's lasted over 2,000 years old. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it's a rock. It's 2,000 years old. Awesome. I mean, that excites me. And you got, my wife's like, big deal. She's like, where's the mole? 
we go to Israel in Holy Land, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Jesus' tomb. Awesome. Man, that's cool that he was here. But where's the, do they have a shop in here or something? You know, where's, where's the place? Can I get a T-shirt? Can I get a, something to wear around my neck? You know, let me get a shawl. You know, like she'd be like worried about all these things. But to me, like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I'd be like, let's go, let's go. Like, my dream in life is to go to the Holy Land. Yeah, I did the Apple Store in Israel. Definitely. I mean, how many people could check in at the Apple Store in Israel if there is one? But how awesome would that be? I'm going to do that one day. But, but my ultimate dream is to be able to go to that Holy Land. But that's beside the point. But Paul cautions us here to remember the lessons of the Israelites that they learned about God so that we can avoid repeating these very errors. And we see how they go back and go back and, you know, they're like, oh, God, we need you. You know, they cry out and then then God comes and, you know, either feeds them or whatever they want. I mean, to the time that even Moses got irritated and struck the rock instead of speaking to it because he was irritated at people. Anybody been irritated at people? I mean, that's pretty common. Like, today I wasn't, but everybody's pretty cool. But I've been irritated, you know what I mean? Anybody? Anybody today? Their brother, sister, mom, brother, dad, grandma, their dead grandma. I mean, but the key is to remember here, how do you think that we can learn from history to be able to grow from it? How can we learn from history to grow from it. How can we learn it? Like my grandpa used to tell me, he's going to learn me, you know? I'm going to learn you, boy. I mean, that means you're in trouble. You better run out. I'm going to learn you good. That's right. He would. I mean, he, that's how he talked. Of course, he'd say far, 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 too. Far. But what is the key? How do we remember? How do we remember the history? How do we remember to look back? How do we see those things to be able to learn from them? Nikki. You're scared. Okay. Persistence. I'm looking for an easy, easy answer, really. How can you learn from history and be able to see it, and be able to go forward. What? You study it. How many this week has opened their Bible and actually studied their Bible this week? Honestly, I, it's all right. We all, we all struggle differently. How many people have actually opened their Bible? I'm not just talking about speed reading through the, through the book, but actually opened it and began to read notes and actually study the Word of God literally study the Word of God. Okay, so how many, raise your hand again. Actually study the Word of God. That means reading it and then trying to really understand it. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven, okay. How many people have actually read their Bible this week? Hopefully that changes. How many people have actually opened their Bible if it's on your app or whatever? I mean, read your Bible this week. Did you guys read your Bible this week? If you didn't, that's fine. You just say no, that's fine. Seven days ago. Okay. Okay, so, so we see the difference, though, as you have heard before that I've said. When you read the Word of God, it is not, God doesn't look at the, quant, the quantity of it, does he? He's not like, oh, dude, Wade read, read 50 chapters today. He's going to move forward. And then I'd go ask Wade what he read about, and he'd be like, um, 
Well, um, it's Isaiah, and um, I, let, hang on just a second. Let me let me tell you. And then he'd have to go back in the front of it and be like, "Oh yeah, they they did blah 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 blah." Um, I read Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not necessarily the quantity; it is what the quality. So if if you read three verses, Dylan, if you actually read three verses and actually begin to say, "Okay, so." We can look at this. If you think that you are standing strong and be careful not to fall, the temptations in your life are no different from the others. Experience. Experiences. So you begin to look and you're like, okay, that's cool. And if you have a good study Bible, which I would recommend you getting, let me open to it actually. And you open up to it and it says, you know, the same thing here, obviously. Then you jump down to the bottom. You're like, huh, let's see. I don't really understand this verse. So you go down. You're like, oh, hey, verse 10 and 13, it says, actually. It says, in the culture filled with moral depravity and the sin-inducing pressure, you know, he goes, and it goes through, and it begins to speak about the very verses you read. So it begins to open up to then you go to references, then you go on the side. Let me tell you guys, you get a study Bible, and it'll change your life. It'll change your life. You're like, because right now, a lot of you read off your app on your phone, which I think is great, but honestly, it actually kind of hurts me sometimes. It hurts me. Do you know why? Because when I read out of it, well, it doesn't feel real sometimes, but, but listen, let, let, me ca- let me catch you. So when I open up the app, which is great, version is great, and I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying don't read it. So when you go, you go to version. NLT is definitely going to be an easier read, which you can read whatever. Well, within reason, don't read that. So you, so you read through, read through, great, 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 read, 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 read. There's two things. I actually have um, where I'm supposed to read through the Bible in a year and all of that, but I honestly, I've kind of gotten away from actually staying with it. So I'm always going back and pushing, catch me up. Because what happened is I was trying to read through everything, but I wasn't really being able to apply to it. I was more reading it so I could check off on the thing here, you know, and say, oh, today I checked. Oh, yeah, I read that. Oh, I checked that. I read that. And you go through and check it. But right here, read it. That's good. I'm not saying don't. But what I'm saying, though, is there's, there is Bible apps that are study Bibles as well, but studying things. But when you have, like, a true study Bible, let me teach you for a moment. That's true study Bible, guys. It will change your life. This Bible, I think, cost me about 50 bucks. But this is 50 or 60 bucks. But this Bible, let me tell you guys, it will change your life. Because it goes from not only opening the Scripture, definitely if you're someone that, that gets distracted real easy or, you know, can't. I, I hate to read. So when I read the Bible or read anything, I really have to, like, read it a couple times to understand it or like, for instance, study, good study Bibles will have footnotes. And so then they will, so not only did you read the verse, Alan, and you're like, dude, I have no clue what this is. So when you're reading a Bible app, there's no way to click on the verse to say, what's this about? Certain apps are, but not version. There's nothing on there? Oh, really? Well, I'm a nerd because I didn't figure that out. Look, uh. All right, you can show me afterwards. It just says Related. Yes, anywho, it will give you a reference verse. I'm sorry. But what I'm saying, guys, listen. 
So we have to be able to learn from the past. We have to learn from it. As we've seen right here, we had, what, one, two, three, four, five, like six or eight people that said they actually studied their Bible this week. And if I asked how many days, you'd probably say one or two. Am I right? Anybody study more than one or two days? Did you read every day at least? Okay. Which is a good thing. And I'm not saying that you have to, like, go through and, you know, Shondai and all that stuff every day. But what I am saying is it will help you. But we have to be able to be in it. We have to study it. We can't just speed read to be able to learn from the past. I mean, how many of you actually go through your history book at school and actually read every note? Okay, we have a couple that like history that, that would do that. But a couple times, exactly. But a lot of times you look for, how many of you guys look for the, uh, the it says, what's it called? The, uh, no, the, uh, chapter, whatever the title, thank you, the title of the chapter, then you look for the title, and then you're like, you're looking for this you know, certain note, and you're like, oh, there's a there's, there's keynote, and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, and you fill in the blanks, all right? How many of you guys do that? Yep, I did it. Yes, headers. I just said it. You didn't listen. So you have to learn from it. And what happens is you look, even if you look at America right now, every nation that actually has brought in homosexuality into the nation to letting it be an okay thing has fallen. Has fallen. You go through, through the Bible, you go through the Bible. So sooner or later, if we don't get raptured, we are going to fall as a nation. Point blank, follow history, see it happen. True story, sad story, it is. Unless God totally changes this nation in the direction we are going. But we, we, we totally repeat, and as we said, as the children of Israel, how many of you guys say you're just like the children of Israel half the time? Yeah, where, where you're like, yeah, God, yeah! And then the next week you're like, crap, I just screwed up. And you're like, yeah, God, I need you! You know, you know, you're not trying to live a hypocritical life, but a lot of times if people seen every move that you did, it would look like you lived that hypocritical life. Is that healthy? Absolutely not. Is there seasons of life that we do that? Absolutely. But we got to push through. So in our culture filled with moral loss and self-encouraging pressure, Paul encourages the Corinthians about temptation. He said that temptations happen to everyone. So don't feel like you've been singled out or, you know, all of these lovely little things from, you know, because we're like, oh, man, nobody else struggles with this in life. Anybody ever sin and be like, I'm the only one that deals with this temptation? Okay, come on. I know I'm not the only person that said that. Yes. You're not singled out. Other people's done it. Everybody's pushed through it. I mean, Jesus was tempted every way that we were today. How to get over it. A couple different ways to, to get out of sin and get over temptation is recognizing the people in situations that give us trouble. Run from anything you know is wrong. Choose to do only what is right. Pray for God's help. Seek friends who love God and can offer when you are, can help you when you're tempted. Running from a temptation, tempting situation is the first step on the way to victory. So it's kind of like the same thing as like, gentlemen, we used to, we, when we were on, a, I actually traveled with the mission, which was like Master's Commission. I traveled with them for a couple summers. And they would do this thing. Um, they'd yell squirrel. So, like, guys, everybody would be in the bus, and they'd drive through Lee Campus, which is a Christian school, <laughs> college, actually. But a girl would have, like, a short skirt on or something, and the guys would point the other way because she was over here, and they'd be like, squirrel! 
squirrel, flying squirrel. And then everybody would turn that direction. So automatically everybody would look that way instead of looking that way. So it would keep their eyes clean. You know what I mean? So the first thing, Alan would probably look the other way as he enjoys other things. I'm just kidding. Nothing. <laughs> I said I love you, Alan. I said you'd look the other way. I'd be like, squirrel, and you'd be like, where? Oh. <laughs> it, that's not a squirrel, guys. <laughs> or, you know, the first look, and then you, the first look's free, right? Anybody heard that? Unless it's longer than, like, three seconds, gentlemen. You're like, because when you walk in somewhere, and you see someone, and you're like, you look, and then you're like, that's when you're in trouble. That mean, that, that's when, Alan, you know that you're sinning. But if it's like, oh, hey, let's go this way. Uh, I wanted to go this way anyway. You know, that's, that's your first step because you have to go into steps. So through prayer, listen, guys. So through prayer, through knowing who we can hang around, who we can't hang around, running from everything that we know is wrong, Wade, running from everything, even Andrew. And so, so praying for God's help. I just love you, Andrew. We can hang out sometime if he wants from you. So that's, that's cool. I'll be your friend if he won't, if, you know. Um, pray for God's help. Listen to this, and I tell you guys this over and over and over. Finding good Christian friends, guys, is the most important thing. Obviously, all these other things are great, but having a good Christian friend that can support you, that can hold you up, like I, I have my buddy Todd that I know I've told you about before, that I can call and say, hey, dude, I screwed up, I did blah, 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 you know, I smoked some weed and went to the bar and drank some and went to Hooters and all those lovely things. You know what I mean? And he'd just be like, dude, you're an idiot. You're stupid. Why did you do that? And he'd be like, I love you, though, but you're going to get through this. Stay strong. And then, then he wouldn't tell anybody else about my situation, but he would pray for me, and then he'd keep me accountable. There's times of my own life that he would actually call me on a weekly basis and say, hey, man, how you doing? You staying strong? You staying strong? Those are the people that you need to surround yourself with. Melanie, those are the people that you have to surround yourself with, that people are willing because they're, they're right with God. They may be struggling, Alan, with the same situation, but because they are in their word, they are strong. And so what happens is each other are, are kind of, you know, their weekdays. A lot of times, like even with Todd, you know, there'd be like weekdays or whatever, and it'd be my strong day, but it'd be his weekday. And then I'd call him and he'd be like, dude, I was hoping you wouldn't call today or whatever. And it's so, so we would call and build off each other. But through study of the Word of God, we are strong enough, and, and because we are strong enough, we are loving Him enough. So through that, we went from change. We are changing, we're changing, we're changing through life situations to, to where we're struggling, we're, 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 we're walking, we're walking not in the right direction, and then we're changing because we're like, okay, God, I need you. I need your help. I need your help. So then you get to the place that you're like, okay, I need, I need Andrew in my life to help keep me supported. So I need him I need each other. You know, Andrew, I need your help, bro. I need you to be calling me once a week to check in with me with this situation. You know, I like, Wade be like, I like boys, so I need you to keep me accountable. I don't want to do that. So help me with this situation. I'm just kidding. But he'd be like, I like going to parties, and I like to go do things with girls I shouldn't. Is that better? So, which is not any better, but... <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> that's one of the things you're not supposed to talk about. But let me tell you guys, what you got to do, we'll play, everybody raise your hand and just begin to pray for deliverance. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but listen, guys, to truly keep people accountable. Yes, babe. Yeah. true story. The other thing is, guys, you know, if if you truly love God, then you're going to be drawn to who? God and godly people, right? 
So, so you say, well, she's funny, or she's ugly, or she looks funny, or I don't like her attitude. Well, that's not the love of God, so you automatically know that you need to put yourself in reality check, right? The other thing is that you can look around and, you know, see people that you used to know that was here, or things because of jobs, or, you know, sports, or things that's going on in their own life that they've slowly, you know, creeped out. And slowly don't come here. So if you're an accountable with someone, if you have accountability with someone, then what do you think you're going to do? You're going to pick up the phone and say what? Hey, you all right? That's right. You're going to be like, oh, dude, where you been, man? We've been missing you at ASM. Hey, man, where you been? We've been missing you at church. Or, hey, man, where you been? Everything going on? I noticed, you know, on Facebook you've been doing this or, you know, life's going on. You know, I heard your grandma died. Can I help you, man? You know, I'm here. Let's hang out sometime. Maybe you can get your mind off everything, right? All right? All right, in closing, we're going to read from, anybody know what my favorite verse is? No, it's not what's on the screen. This is one of my favorite verses. And I've read this plenty of times. Joshua 24, 14. It says, listen, and I've read this before. So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worship. So, and it says, ends out the verse, because it says, serve the Lord alone. So with this very verse, the very reason, you can go and turn on some music. The very reason, go and stand with me. The very reason, you know, the very verse that I just I just really love it so much. It begins to start out to fear the fear the Lord and serve Him wholeheartedly. So to fear the Lord is to be like scared of Him and run from Him. It's not, is it? What is it? Respect, reverence Him, love Him. You turn some music on. So fear the Lord and serve Him wholeheartedly. So to serve Him. You know, half-heartedly or partial. Is that what it says, right? It doesn't. It says to serve Him wholeheartedly and put away everything that our ancestors have worshipped, our history, that what we've seen in past times. So today, you know, as this verse says, but refuse, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. And obviously this is actually talking things like that but right here it goes in it says choose today whom you will serve if you choose today guys listen if you choose today who you are serving if you choose today that you are serving God let him control you and control and move you and direct you and change you for the direction that he wants you to change in you will have to reaffirm that every day Carly right you have to reaffirm that like Paul speaks, that he has to die daily. You have to die daily. You have to reaffirm that through what? Through reading his word, through, through just dying and saying, God, today is your day. God, today I am going to serve you. God, I want to be able to be in you. I want to walk in you. I don't know what to always do. I don't know what to say. But God, I just want to be able to be close to you. We have to reaffirm that. So tonight, we're changing. We're evolving. We've been in week three, which we've had to split it up amongst different things that went on. And actually, the 18th, we'll go and close out tonight of evolving. But through this whole thing, guys, let's pray real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, God, 
God, as we close out this series, Father, God, of evolving and of changing. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that we've been able to grasp this. Lord, we've been able to hang on to this. Lord, that we've been able to just move in this very thing. God, that we understand that, God, that we are changing every day. We're either changing for the good or we're changing for the bad. We're either moving to the right or we're moving to the left. We're either moving forward or we're moving back, Father. We're either moving towards you or we're moving away from you, God. Every day that we choose not to read your word or, or pray, we're definitely not moving towards you. We might be stepping back. But God, that we have to understand that we are changing all the time. And we have to choose today, God, that we're going to serve you, that we're going to move through it. God, that through, through pressure, through things of this world, through, through the very mistakes of the past, God, that, that we have to understand, we have to dig in deep, we have to change, we have to change for you. Lord, let us grasp this tonight. Let us grasp the very love of you, the very power that you have called upon our life. The very love and the very anointing, God, that we can walk in. Because, Lord, you are our King, and, Lord, you are our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Tonight, very respectful way, will you grab the hand of the person beside you? How many is ready to reaffirm every day? You can raise your partner's hand with you. That's fine. How many is ready to take that oath to say, okay, God, I want to change towards you every day. Those times I struggle, even if it is just reading a verse or two and being able to focus on them for a few minutes and pray. But I want to love him fully. If you're with me, just begin to raise those hands together. Come on. So let's begin to pray today, tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive us for changing, for evolving in the wrong direction. But tonight, we reaffirm that we are going to die daily and serve you together, join together as one body we're going to serve you. We're going to move forward. We're going to change towards the direction of you. With your love, with your power, and your anointing. Throughout Shalot, throughout our schools, throughout the beaches, throughout every neighborhood. We're going to walk in your love. And we're going to walk in you. Let us stay focused upon you. And let us begin to have your love so we can begin to pour it out everywhere we go. Come on, just begin to pray right now in your own words, however you need to right now. That if there's something you need to repent of, if there's something you need to give up to him, you can drop your hands, you can stay joined. But tonight, just begin to drop it. Begin to drop whatever it is that you have to die daily to. If there's someone that maybe you need to pray about the very person that you need to talk to, that you need to have accountability with, if that's me, if that's someone else, or I love you no matter what you're dealing with. Maybe I'm the person that you need to come talk to. Girls, you can talk to my wife or Sonny or Isabel, but that we can pray with you and that we can keep you supported. 
that you have to step up and move closer to Him. Just begin to drop it off right now, whatever it may be, if it's drugs, if it's sex, if it's girls, if it's pornography, if it's lying, if it's cheating, if it's just not serving Him fully, if it's just walking in your daily life, if it's just that struggle of just that, of just whatever it be, this is your moment. We're changing, God, and we're reaffirming that we're changing towards you tonight. God, we love you.